We're holding in Shmuel Perakafei. We do see Abigail's address to David. Basically, she warns him that it's been would do would be doing the wrong thing to attack Nabal, but that he doesn't deserve it, and that it will be misappropriating the power of a king which doesn't belong to him, and that there might even be an element of Shalodishmai, and that he'd be thinking of potentially marrying Abigail afterwards. And uh, to his credit, David is willing to listen. And David accepts what she says. And it's interesting, we're going to learn David's response, of how, he, how he accepts and changes his course because of what Abigail says. So you're holding a Pasuk Lamed base. David So David says to Abigail, Baruch Hashem, Firstly, Baruch Hashem, Elkei Yisrael, it's interesting that now he calls him Elkei Yisrael. It's not always the term which is given to Hashem. We sent you to meet me. In other words, I was, I was committed to, what I intended to do was to kill Noah's whole family. And like Abigail herself said to him, that it would be considered some Hashem wouldn't, Consider it uh, to your credit, on the contrary, it would be a stain on your, on your kingdom. So he accepts that. And he says, therefore, Baruch Hashem, that prevented me doing something that he wouldn't want. And how did he do that? By, by sending you to cause me to desist, to convince me not to do it. And that's the first, Baruch Hashem. And secondly, your reason was good, and therefore, Baruch you are also blessed. And why Hashem you stop me coming into bloodshed. There is a lot of she used for him. And he said that Hashem should slave your hand to yourself, which means uh, not to come to ble- not to come to cause bloodshed, which isn't deserved. And then what she says, he says he accepts and he repeats words back to her. He says that your reason was good, I accept that, that uh, Hashem wants me not to come to bloodshed to protect my reputation, so to speak, that I haven't misuse the power of a king. And so therefore he's happy she's come to cause him uh, not to, or to convince him not to kill Nava. V'olam chai Hashem l'kei Yisrael Hashem l'ani me'arau Yisach And however he makes a shwa chai Hashem l'kei Yisrael Hashem l'shwa that he was the one who prevented me from harming you ki nune mihat if it were not for the fact that he'd come quickly but the voice of the cross didn't come to meet me and there wouldn't have been left from Noble's family a single survivor. He wiped everyone out. And now the obvious question is, why does David need to say this and why does he have to make a show about it? It was quite clear what he wanted to do. And uh, the fact that Avigal spoke him out of it, so he can thank her. Or bless her that she prevented him coming to bloodshed, that she convinced him to do it. Why is it necessary to go back and to make a sure that he had been determined to do it and what he was going to do, which you know, was not going to get. It was not going to be practical. What is, what, is the, what is the value of the Shvah? So let's see. So the, the, that, that was David's response uh, to Abigail. And then, He takes all the food that she brought him. He says, You can go back home in peace. I listen to your voice. Be'ezah Panayich is the Lashon, Gidah forgiven you. 
Could it be that the reason? Right. So, 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 so correctly, uh, and that is that we did that. just wait till we see what Noah actually did do to explain the reason why David made a shvua was because she now has to go back to Noah, and she herself said Noah doesn't know what she's done, and so now she has to try and justify uh, to Noah why she why um, she gave away so much food. Knowing that it would be awesome to do that. Obviously, previously to. To take a matonic daughter from a lady's also, so from Mitzad lady also, it should be also to give such a matonic daughter. And that's why uh, the the reason why it would be mutzah would be, like he said to her, had he not done this, then I would have killed everybody. So if it's a question of Hatzalah, so then a lady is entrusted to do so, the power to do things to save herself, not just the husband. And that's why he says to not, he not come or have killed everybody, you too. Nice and a novel, I'll make a match from the care. And that would be the justification which you could use to explain um, why she why she went ahead with Alice's permission and gave away so much food. And that's what also explained why that's the possible consider just before he took the food. Because like we said, that without that, it would be awesome to take it, it would be awesome to give it. But being as he, he he's telling her that this was a case where it saved your life the fact you gave this food, so then that would be that wouldn't even have to do it. And therefore having having told her that that's you should know that's the truth. You were entitled to, you were meant to, you did the right thing by coming, Hashem sent you to come, and the same thing, you did the right thing by bringing the food, so then he doesn't have to feel guilty taking something which she gave him, even though it was novels. And that's why the next post is, he did take the food from her, and then he tells, then he continues his conversation to her. He tells Alina, Shalom, the Shamati, Bekodech, I listen to your voice, and I, like I said, it's the next lesson to forgive someone. Now, why should you be forgiven? The idea of Shalom Bekadech, that I listen to your voice, which means your, your, when you ask me not to kill Nova, I'll accept that. Why is the of a Naikh? What did she do wrong? It needs to be forgiven. He didn't say I forgave Nova. So what, what, what's going to do with her? So, really, the answer is again, he's just repeating what she said to him. When, when she asks him in Pesach Parsach of Ches, Sana la Pesha Mosecha. Please forgive the sin of your maidservants. And he's responding to that. Exactly what she said. Sonna the Pesha Hamasehos, he says, You ask for forgiveness, I forgave you. Now, why is she asking for forgiveness? He's asking for forgiveness because her whole argument was, You can't expect much from novel. I should be the one to take care of it. And I didn't know your servants came. Well, I would have done that. And therefore, she's saying, Look, uh, I basically, what, what, what should have happened is that she said, But you said herself before. The servant should have come to me, and I would have taken care of them. And the, the, the novel doesn't, uh, he's not someone you can rely on. And she considers it so, she blamed herself for the fact that that didn't happen and she wasn't aware that the servants had come. Now, there's a certain, uh, so to speak, element where David adds this in, into what he says to her. And that is, accepting the mincha, accepting the gift is tantamount to say that Kilo everything's okay. He doesn't want to attack him anymore, he's happy with what they've done. And uh, it's now Kilo the Pagans the Pagans we we're bearing the argument. Now, there's a certain element David didn't want to forgive Nova. Like we see. He he thanks uh, Abigail from stopping him from killing Nova. But Lamaz he hasn't forgiven Nova. And if accepting the gift is to forgive Nova, David doesn't come across and that's what he wants to do. But if it's Abigail saying she's to blame, and uh, she would have given the food to the servants that she heard about it, and because she didn't know that, so she, when she found out, she brought it to David, 
and therefore forgive her for she did wrong. Okay, that gives David the, the opportunity, so to speak, to accept from her and to forgive her, but not to forgive him. So this is like either for her, which she was, which to fix up what she did wrong. So we made that like the same thing to her. This is between me and you. That what, what you claimed it was a tiny against you, you've rectified that, you've, you've corrected that by bringing the food, and therefore I've, I've no hard feelings towards you, I'm forgiving you. As far as novel goes, she never asked me for, to forgive novel. She said, consider novel to be that kind of person that he's a Nevada, he's, he does things which are, which are the wrong thing to do, and she, indeed she doesn't forgive, he doesn't forgive novel, it wasn't the point. But uh, it gave up. But had she uh, made accepting the food dependent on forgiving novel, then it would be much harder for David. So now David is so to speak, a, a solution, and he can say that I'm accepting the food from you because I'm forgiving you, and it needs novel out of the story. Okay, so Abigail has accomplished their mission. Matava Abigail novel. Abigail comes back to novel. What happened? He was in the middle of a feasting, celebrating the sharing of his sheep, a feast like the feast of a king. He was in a good mood. He was incredibly drunk. So Abigail doesn't say anything to him until the morning. Cotton, the goggle, what's the small thing, what's the big thing, she doesn't say. So, unfortunately, explain that when the cotton goggle means there was something very important, which was a double goggle, something which wasn't so important, which was a double cotton. In her mind, the big thing was that he nearly got killed. The big thing was that he had saved, she had saved his life. And uh, had it, like David had sworn to her that had it not been for uh, the fact that she had come, then Novel had gotten killed. So the, the, the big news she could have told him is she said, no, yeah, you're alive. And the cotton in her eyes was the food that she gave. In other words, as a way to, as a kofi nefesh, as a way to sort of save her life. So that by her, that was something very small. But she doesn't tell either part of the story to her husband. Not the fact that he got saved, not the fact that she gave the food, but she leaves until the morning. Now why? So the apostle gives a number of reasons why she didn't feel it was the right thing to tell her. Number one, because he was drunk. Number two, because she didn't want to ruin. He was in a lave novel, Tavala, he was in a good mood, she didn't want to ruin that. And that's why that's why she says nothing to him. Now, that's the simple shot in the passage. I saw one of the fashions, Kaddish says, he says a tremendous Kaddish. It seems like his own Kaddish, and he doesn't quote the Chazal in saying it, but it's a very interesting Kaddish nevertheless, I'll just say it over. And he says that in the words that Noah made a Mishnah of a basic Mishnah Melech, he made a feast in his house like the banquet of a king, that Noah thought that he's going to try to crown himself as a king. Now why would he think that? So the interesting thing was that this was something which was really inspired by David himself. Because David sends messengers to Noah, and Noah says, please like, look after David, help me, give me food, whatever it's going to be, because I need it and because I helped you, and you have so much. And Novel's answer to him, if you look back a number of Sukkim to uh, Pasuk Yud, and Novel's answer to the servants of David was, Today it's like in style. Everybody rebels against their masters and makes them decide that they're kings. And therefore, when I'm going to take my own food and give it to these strangers who just upstarts against the king, so that's why he turned down David's request. But Lamaster, he had himself come up with this idea. It now is a good time for people to 
the misparis are done enough. That's instant. The many people who have been like uprising against the king. It could be that Klai Yisrael altogether realized that Shaul, either that, that, that Shaul had been already warned that he's going to lose the kingship. It could be that people knew about Shaul's Rachra and therefore they saw he was losing his grip on the Malchus. And therefore the novel says to David, like, you're one of these, these upstarts who thinks that they're going to take over, they're going to try and rebel and get to become the king. But then it could be, according to the particular Mepharish, that novel himself started to think like that. But didn't they go together that people heard that Shaul was... His king, his rule was over, but they also knew that David was, was meant to take over. It wasn't so clear. To Shaul was clear because he saw David as a threat, as his enemy. But I'm going to see later on that it was argument who was meant to be the next king. It wasn't so clear. But now it could be Nova got that in his own mind. So, well, that's the time. And this is a, this is like an opportune time for a volume to be inspired to Radine, for people to uh, try and grab power when power is available. So Nova probably thought, I'm in a much better place than David to do it. Yeah, He's much more wealthy. He just starts celebrating. What, what, he didn't take any action to, to try to become king. That was always a starting point, uh, like to celebrate the uh, and the uh, celebrating by Daniel. You see, David's younger son, when uh, Daniel in the beginning of Melachim decided he's going to become king, so what did he do? He threw a party, and he, and he made a big event. First, it's publicity. Secondly, he gathers father's view, and uh, it's it's, uh, it's it's like puts a person so to speak on the scene. So maybe that's what the novel was trying to do, as the Farish says, it says, Mishter, Mishter, Melech. In other words, it was like, literally like a king's party. It was a way to announce his coronation. <coughs> it's all part of the same problem with the novel. He didn't realize, he didn't recognize the fact that Hashem chose David to be a king. And Hashem sent the novel to anoint him. The novel thought of it as, no, it was, uh, he's, a, yeah, he's an opportunist. So he sees that the Shaul is losing power. So now that's the way to do it. So try and you know, gather your, whoever you can, mobilize your people, and try and you know, make a bid for it. So it could be Noel, so I'll do the same. And that's so why he makes the party commission to And the master, he doesn't act like a king. He doesn't act like a king. It's partial to the offer that uh, a king definitely can't get drunk in front of his servants. It's a complete uh, embarrassment to what Malchus is meant to be. But you see, novel is still a novel. So even if it's going to be a Mishnah Melech, he still uh, he still gets drunk completely. And now what happened is, so Avigal sees him like that, doesn't say anything to him. In the morning, but says that Yanim novel when his wine wears off. So then Then Avigal tells him these things. Now the question is what these things are. The question of different explanations. Of what, what exactly he told her. The first he told her that, I mean, she told him uh, that what the, the gift that she gave David, which she called herself before David Cotton, and the other she told him that you should know you nearly got killed last night because David and Melech was willing to kill you, and I had to run out in the middle of the night to try and beg him not to. Whichever the case is, the, it had a profound effect on Naval, and when you haven't heard what the guy said, his heart died. In other words, his heart stopped and became like a stone. He became like a stone, which in today's terms you would say he had a stroke. He had a stroke, which means he lost movement of his body. He became like paralyzed like a stone. And um, why? Because of the sudden uh, shock of what the girl told him. Now, what was he so shocked? But I said, two options. The one option was in, in fear. He heard that he nearly got killed by David's army. He never expected that. 
David had never tried to use force before to no force uh, to implement himself as a king, and uh, therefore it was completely unexpected that this like army which had just appeared out of nowhere, and he himself you know, made fun of them. Suddenly he was about to kill. And if that's the case, then the Vayamas never But the reason he had a stroke, the reason that suddenly his heart stopped, was because of fear. That's the that's the one explanation. The other explanation which is brought here, and that is uh, Rashi brings, and that is that it wasn't because he was afraid of David's purported attack, it's because he was so upset about the fact that she gave so much money away to David. And therefore he he says the fact what caused him to have it so it was a heart attack, whatever it would be, was Dafka the fact that the Tsar that what you gave so much food to David, like how could you do that? And the effect it had on him so that that he was paralyzed. Why David? It's an example Khazal gave us of the idea to always say that you have a person, Khazal saying Brachos, his man his body, his more his life is more khabif, is more precious than his money, and you have a person whose money is more precious than his life. And here an example of that. A person that, uh, according to the Shat of Rashi, a person whose money was so important to them that the fact that they lost money, that they had to pay David money, even though compared to novels, vast fortune wasn't a big amount. But the fact that he felt he had to pay money, so that already is enough to ruin his health. It, it caused him to have a heart attack or stroke, whatever it was. Hashem punished his Nagal, Nagal, and he died. So for those 10 days he was he was paralyzed, he wasn't able to move, and after that Hashem killed him. What are these 10 days? So Chazal explained that what David was asking for food for was because it was Yom Tov and Rosh Hashanah. And it actually works well because there's an opinion that holds that the Rosh Hashanah for Mesa Bahim is Rosh Hashanah. It's in the Gemara, if it's either Pe'el or of Tishrei, but according to the opinion, it's either Tishrei, so we understand the story very well. Uh, novel had to deal with the sheep all before Shoshana because that's why he knew what the mice of the next year was going to be. And now. So now he's a no, he's not a sadic. He, he definitely. He's seen the type that really care about getting mice. Uh, yeah, we don't find he was a Rosh Hashanah Shaman. And then comes to Shoshana, he made a big party to celebrate the sharing of the sheep. And but that, that's when uh, the night of Shoshana was when David wanted to come down and kill him. He didn't give him food. David went to the fifth Yontaf, obviously. Um, and and that's what Abigail said to him, that Hashem deal with him. Especially if it's Rosh Hashanah, and that would be the Eitz Ratzin. You know, when Hashem does judge, and obviously Hashem decided to judge Novel Lemisa, so on Rosh Hashanah itself, the next morning, um, he he, hit, he gives him the stroke, and then he can't move, and then 10 days later, he's on Kippur, so Hashem kills Novel. Um, now, the in which case, so then it definitely looks... Uh, it definitely looks not good on Novel's point of view that when he's having the Surah Samelech was no Rosh Hashanah. If you're going to take the title, it was like a coronation feast. It was just simply the Surah Samelech. And, uh, but again, Surah Rosh Hashanah getting that drunk, and it's not going until the morning, it also shows us something about, negative about, about Novel. Right, what was the reason why Hashem waited 10 days? So, um, so the one answer is, as the Gemara says, I say it's a mitzvah. It's a time to repent. And if a person uses the time to do the then Hashem will accept them. And if they don't, okay, so then they lost the opportunity. 
Hashem was waiting for them to do it. If that's the case, I find it's amazing to think about it. The novel was so bad that even though he got punished and he was paralyzed, he never did Shavu. Right. He had been punished, he remained suffering, but he doesn't hold his wrong. And that's Hashem waits in Masera 10 days. And at the end of the 10 days, when he sees that, he says that Shavu is up, the novel has no Shavu. So then Akhara Shabbat kills him. Was this 10 days created because of what he said? Lashon Chazal as well. And there it is. It says, why was not given 10 days? It says, connect the 10 the Gimels that he gave to Abner David. If you remember, David sent a force of 10 soldiers to ask for food, and David refused them. That's good. He gave them a drink. Even though he didn't give them anything else, but he gave them a drink. So, Novel was rewarded for that. There was a certain chesed in giving messengers something to drink. Therefore, Kanegada Hashem gave him 10 more days. And uh, when the 10 days expired, so then I will deliver any more schosim, that's when he gets killed. Okay, so in the meantime, the apostle goes back to David. David hears that Novel's died. Baruch Hashem who fought, so to speak, the embarrassment of what Novel did to me. And to me, his servant, he stopped me from preventing me from doing something bad. And the raw of Nova Hashem returned to his head. And that's the right what he said before. David didn't forgive Nova. On the contrary, you see, he held it against him. And you see, now that Nova got killed, he felt it was a deserved punishment. It was just because Nova was a Russia. And he didn't forgive him. He said, Baruch Hashem, he killed him for what he did to me. Um, so that's the case. And we said beforehand, that David, so to speak, agreed to Avigail to the day Hashem take care of Novel, not me, which is when he thanks Hashem for over here. That Hashem fought his poor fight for him and paid Novel back. And that's also when David agreed to take the food, it's like idiot to thank Abigail, to forgive Avigail. He didn't forgive Novel. And now he says Novel gets killed, he says, uh, he considers that Hashem, so to speak, uh, taken care of his grievance, avenged his son. That was that was not good when Novel dies. Now afterwards, the Yishev David, I David by Avigail, the capital of Yishev. David sends a message to to Saul to Avigail about marrying her. He really had had like we saw the idea beforehand, just as Yishev says, and uh, obviously David wasn't that stage. He was warned and he agreed. He wasn't going to uh, attack Novel to try and rematch his wife. For sure, be also. But now that Novel's died, so now she's with him. Now he sends the servants to convince him to marry him. It would fall under the Mishnah that says that if a Dayan wasn't Maturnish's nether or if an Eidach was. The Mishnah that he can't marry her. You can't marry her. So this would also fall in that category if you kill the husband. Yeah. Let's say as a, as a, as a king. Right. That would also look like uh, a nice thing. Yeah. So David servants come to Abigail. David sent us to you to bring back to bring you back as his wife. So what happens? She gets up, she bows down, and by the time you know, I should. You know, the one saying yes, I agree to the proposal. I don't deserve it. 
and deserve to be like a maid servant whose job is to work for Udav Melech, to wash the servant's feet, so to speak. It was a way of accepting. In other words, obviously she didn't mean to be a servant. She was a chash of she was in the beer, like we saw beforehand. And, uh, but nevertheless, uh, she said, I would be willing even to, to be in a lower darga and for the opportunity to be with David. So what happens? She, uh, gets up and she rides a donkey. Together with the five maidservants who came with her. And she follows David's messengers back to where David is, but he knows she gets married to him. It's interesting that here also the Apostle says Vatirkav. The first time around the Apostle by Abigail Vatirkav, the Gemara asked, it's a strange thing for a stated by a lady, it wasn't a normal way that she would write. And the Gemara said, because it was announced, or it was nighttime, or she's going to David, whatever the case was, there was reason for it. But here it says again Vatirkav, and here we don't find Chazal pointed out, why wasn't she Yeshev for the Chamar, which would be sitting inside her, and why was she riding the donkey? Um, let me find the answer for what is the fact that Chazal addresses. Now, that's the, so that was when David marries Abigail. And except for that, David had two wives now. He'd already taken someone called Achinayim from Israel. And now, besides that, he's married Abigail as well. So he has two. And his other wife, which was the third wife he had had at that stage, which was Michal, he lost her. So as the Apostle of the David, Vishal, Nasinus, Michal, Bito, Eishas, David, Nepalti, Benai, Eishashem, Egali. Shal, so to speak, now that David's left, Michal, so Shal decides that they're not married, and therefore he gives Michal to marry someone else called Palti, Benai. Now, how could Shal do that? Michal is Eishas, Eish. So now, what right did he have to take away an institution and give it to somebody else? Um, so, there, that was the question. So, uh, the duck suggests the tremendous Kiddush. And the duck says that Kinera somehow, because David realized he was running away, he didn't want to leave Michal and Laguna, so he gave her a gift. And he even says there was a time moment that Shaul could have forced David to give Michal a gift. Um, so, like I said, because he was, what he was running away, so he didn't really know. But the problem with that is um, that, well, then if it was not true that David had given Michal a gift, and that's why she had to marry Paul to be Yanish, then how, how later was she allowed to go back to David again? I mean, the Rakh is that the lady who was married gets divorced. Marries the second husband and leaves and goes back to the conga, but the first husband anymore. So it will be taken the case, like the suggestion of Zarazak, that Tawir had given her a get, and the Khorish would never be mutter to him again, because in the meantime, in the interim, she had married somebody else. Um, so what Zarazak wants to suggest, which is a bit Kiddush, and he wanted to say that. Shaul forced David to give a get, but David didn't hold the get was halachically valid. Because he felt he was forced. And therefore, from Shaul, from his point of view, Sarah had to give it to Fatih bin Aish. David, from his point of view, Sarah never divorced her. And therefore, she still belongs to me. Now. Sorry? This is called get Musa the Isra? It would be a get Musa the King without a reason. 
Now, the last point is an interesting point, and that is that um, besides the issue of, of if he had David divorced her, and then someone else is married, and after David remarried her, we also is returning his divorcee after she married somebody else. But the Tzavi is saying now that David held if she wasn't divorced. David held that uh, that that they're already married, so they have a bigger problem. And that is, if that's the case, the fact that she's a Protestant makes it also to him. So how could he go back to her? So you have to say that that the Gemara told us that the Protestant is a tremendous tzaddik, and he realized that there was a shayla about how much he's allowed to be with Michal or not. And therefore, all the time they were together, he never was with her. And so therefore, even if she David Lafi and David Shit that she was Aisha Tish, and had no right to marry Pauli Ben Aish, the Maitish never became Muslim to him. So then, Maitish never became Muslim, but she didn't do anything. Um, now, uh, the, so, and the Gemara talks about the Schos of Pauli Ben Aish, the Gemara says that the Schos of Yosef Atalik, who withstood Aish's body fire, was very small in comparison to the Schos of Pauli Ben Aish. Why? Because that was one time, and it would have been clear that he had done an Easter. Whereas over here, it was over a long period of time, and there wasn't a clear that Easter, because there was a time to say that she was actually with him. Nevertheless, it's brought as his Maila, that he was able to withstand the Nisayan. The obvious question you have to ask is, why did he agree to marry her? If Father Minayish understood that she's Asta, alright, that's how he acted towards her, so then, why would you want to marry her? Why get into something which is an Easter? Um, that's we don't have an answer for that, but we can suggest one or two options. The one is that we could say that, uh, the, which is not something we have to do really, but we could say that I, I don't know, he wanted to miss Gabriel and Nisai, and therefore he, he he wanted to, so to speak, uh, work on on being able to withstand the Nisai to Navera. Which maybe it's a guy that he did do that, but it's not that he something a person is meant to do, put himself into a mocking with his son. You know what? Right, right, exactly. You have to do it himself. The other option is maybe never choice. Maybe she'll force him to marry her. The last one to talk about, and then it's this interesting I said, an example of that uh, was there a gate, wasn't there a gate. The Gemara says something else. The Gemara says there was an argument in David and Shaul that Pichal the condition was Chal. And we saw previously that Shaul said what he wants for the condition is a hundred orders of the Pishnah. Mm-hmm. Can you make a condition there or not? So David obviously held yes and that's held as a condition. Shaul held no. And if Shaul it wasn't a condition. And because of that, like the Gemara says it's like a milve, which is daytime milve. And because of that, the Shaul held that there was nothing wrong with giving it to somebody else because they were never married. They were never married. And David disagreed, he held it was his wife. Now, what's what's difficult with that Mahalakh is the Gemara. What needs to be understood is that the Maisa were at the stage where, like we saw before, before at the stage where Shaul went to capture David, David was already living with Michal. It wasn't the argument if the condition was a condition or not. There was already an Isun even. So, if that's the case, why would the Nabi and Machlaikas going back to the condition? Was the condition Khal or not Khal? So, the Chor, what you have to say is, the Pasha says David was right. The Ma'ay said, Shaul set the conditions to marry Michal, and he fulfilled the conditions, he was allowed to marry her. Shaul was trying to justify why 
wanted to take away from David. Shashal thought of the reason that maybe it's not a good kiddush, and that's why he wanted to take away from David. So like we said, it's a big kiddush because a couple that already been married and living together. It's like we say, the Gemara says in the Rishonim service that it's not in the kiddushin. It's not in the kiddushin. When people get married, so a person isn't always a bilas and bilas nos. So we might call it nine because he wants to get married. If that's the case. Lachar is sitting over here. But come with David wants to get married, so then it's not made a difference. I mean, the kiddush would have been. If Shalom held it wasn't worth a Shavu Pratzah. So that's the case, then Bethany didn't give anything. So they're not made because it was not a condition. Okay. Those are the options either way around. Um, in the meantime, Michal's given to Samuel's father Benaish. David is still in, the, in hiding with his two wives, Achilam and Abigail. And the interesting thing is, as opposed to Michal, who stayed where she was the whole time, because she was the daughter of Shal, um, David's other wives joined him as fugitives. So they joined him wherever he was hiding in the desert. Um, because they came to him at that, at, at that stage when he was still um, trying to escape Shaul, and obviously they stayed with him.